everybody and welcome back to another episode. I am Jenna and I am sitting here with two beautiful women tonight, which is an extra bonus treat. Anytime we have a guest on our show, our podcast, we are like frothing at the mouth. <laughs> it's always so exciting and especially tonight is one of our really beautiful and dear friends that we've met um, online but haven't met in person yet. <laughs> so um, hi Zoe and hi Kerri-Anne. <laughs> Hey. Hi everyone. <laughs> Hi, it's Zoe here. And yeah, thanks, Jenna. And I'm Kerry. And we are so pumped to have you with us on the podcast today. We know um oh, we're just already excited for all the things that God is doing in your life that is really gonna bless all of us sitting here in this space with you today. And um we just know I like I like Jenna's little post um on Instagram today because that made my day. It was like she couldn't focus on work because we're gonna chat with you tonight. And I felt the same way. I was whole day I've been thinking about you and um in this time together because we know what you carry is so so beautiful and so empowering. And um yeah so we're just we're just blessed to have you with us tonight so welcome (laughs) why thank you I'm so excited to be here I could pop so this is just so much fun and um can't wait let's go so so for those of you who um are like well who is this Kerri-Anne that is your wonderful friend and how do I get to know her (laughs) well um you're in for a treat because Kerri-Anne is an author um, she runs one-on-one mentoring online. She, you run courses online and all centered around how to hear God and the noise, how to break open lies that you can't hear him and how to be able to hear him. So we can't wait to get into your testimony of how that's looked for you and where it's come from. But um, can you just kick us off, Kerri-Anne? Because one thing that you talk about in your book is about settling the argument within ourselves that God isn't speaking to me for one reason or another so what's your experience with that like how do we put that into practice that we can kick that little lie in the butt and tell it where to go uh, yes let's kick that little lie in the butt I like that idea <laughs> <laughs> well yeah we got to settle the argument within ourselves hey like um this has been such a huge part of my journey I always thought that I couldn't hear God's voice and yet there's this scripture that talks about you can hear his voice. Like if you remember John 10, 27, Passion Translation says it this way, my own sheep will hear my voice and I know each one and they will follow me. But what if you read that scripture and your internal world goes, yeah, right, I don't think so. I don't hear God's voice. He doesn't want to speak to me. He's gone quiet. I'm getting the silent treatment. It's not working. There's too much noise. Like can you hear all the arguments, all the noise, all the stuff reverberating around in the spirit, that's the stuff that holds us back from hearing his voice because it wants to be louder. It wants to be in your face. It wants Mm. to use examples like memories, you know, like for uh, so many people that I know, we get caught up in that I don't hear God's voice because that's what we've learned growing up. That's what we've learned through our life experiences. That's what we've learned through the people who have trained and taught us, taught us how to Mm -hmm. hear and discern if you've had somebody even have that in conversation with you to start with. So like to settle the argument within yourself, take some actual intention. It takes some actual, let's just step in and, and become aware of who God is in my world first. 
So for me, I had many arguments over the fact that God was mean, he was going to shoot down lightning and thunder, and he was going to get me if I did something wrong. Um, I should just be really quiet and hidden away. You know, like this is old school religion talking. This is just how I grew up in the church and that's how it was taught. But here is God who was like knocking on my door going, Gary-Ann, let me show you something. Check out this butterfly. And he'd start um. talking to me about butterflies. Or knock, 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 Gary-Ann, do you see this owl? Let me tell you about the owls and how they're very much like you. Knock, 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 Gary-Ann, can I love your heart? And he would love me. So for anybody who has that tug of war that's happening on the inside of them and they want to settle the argument, your first place to start is to become aware of who God is and what he is doing inside your world. I teach in my classes, it's called what I call ARI. I love to have like um, visuals and I love to make things really, really practical. And ARI, A-R-I, means the lion of Judah. It's the lion of God. It's the lion. So oh. here we go. We, we have ARI. And if you use A-R-I, awareness we start with becoming aware of God his voice what is he saying where is he in my world and then we recognize that he wants relationship with us which means let's come close let's get to know each other let's go on a date let's check out what you like and what I like and let's talk about it so there's relationship in there and then the final thing is invitation we come into a place of invitation where God invites us into his heart so we can experience more of him if we stop with the I can't hear and start with the where was God today mm -hmm. and how was he loving me and what did he invite me into, it changes everything. Uh, oh, my goodness. <laughs> As usual, I'm scribbling my little hand off here trying to, <laughs> you know, I just, I love that Ari and the Lion of Judah and, so I don't know about you, but I think I just want to hone in for a second on that relationship one, the our mm. relationship, because yeah. I don't, I can remember talking with friends over the years who have known God and been raised in homes that have known God their whole lives and love him with their entire whole hearts and had conversations where out of nowhere they've dropped in. Oh no, I don't think that God has a, I don't think he, it's about personal relationship or I don't think he really cares about like the actual mm. number of hairs on my head. Like that's, that's way too minor of a detail. Um, and it's always just really been an interesting, anyway, I, I love that. that. That is such a common thought that why would the God of the universe want to date, <laughs> you know, get to know, I love that thought of dating, yeah. you know. Hey, Zoe, carry in. Yeah, come on. So mind-blowing. I think I was just stuck on that. Um, you know, I thought about how you, when you searched for God and you wanted him to speak to you, Kiri, it wasn't like an, an audible voice or it wasn't, you know, it was something that he started to show you, right? And mm. I feel like that's what God's breaking open in all of us. Well, I know he's broken open in my life, so I can see that broken open in yours, but we've just maybe been looking in the wrong place. And I think sometimes even even looking in a different place can actually change where you're hearing him from you know so like you know we talk about that hey hearing is not just an audible voice yes. but actually hearing God is 
as many things. Now you've got many stories to tell us about. <laughs> and I can see you bouncing there. Come on, give us some of your stories. <laughs> Absolutely. Like that's it. Hey, he speaks, but it's not just audible. It's he can speak audibly. And I have heard the audible voice of God twice in my lifetime. And that's just like mind blowing. But he does speak in multiple different ways. And so I call it the study of symphonology. If you know that you know that you know that God speaks in more than just a voice, then you want to know the full sound of heaven. Symphonology is the full sound of heaven and it's the full sound of his voice. So whether it be a butterfly or an owl, whether it be a painting on the wall, that's something in it just oh, hits your heart and you just know something is transferring from that image into your heart from the Father, if it's through a friend who rings you and gives you an encouragement, if it's through a stranger who smiles at you and you hear God smile in the background going, I, I did that. Did, did you see that? That was that smile. That was from me. Did you notice? Um, you know, he can speak and make sound and create an atmosphere for you to experience his presence in any way he wants to. And so this breaks down this argument that we're all crazy because we're not because God <laughs> can speak in any way he likes. Now, I say that because I've had that. I've had that argument. Oh, you're crazy. What makes you think that's God? You can't be serious. That's not God. Well, I want to tell you more than likely it is because he's so keen to talk to the ones he loves. He will use whatever he can to get your attention. It might be a song and one lyric, couple of words, just jump out of a song. And you're like, what was that? There's something on that. Why is that making my spirit come alive? That's God. It could be a sign that you go past and all of a sudden your eyes see it illuminated like it's neon, but it's actually not. It's the middle of the day, but it's neon like it's the middle of the night. And you just go, why can't I see that sign like that? What is that about? That's God. He's getting your attention. He's letting you know he's there. He's letting you know how much he loves you. And he's inviting you into relationship and conversation. Mm. Oh, beautiful. You so know, good. this weekend I was watching, um, I was watching The Voice, I think it's Australian, The Voice. You know, when yep. they turn their chairs and they can't hear them. And um, this one man was singing um, his voice was just amazing. And I just loved watching how the judges, they all turned around for him. But the judges, um, you know, they they described the encounter like they had this, like they said, oh, my heart is like beating out of my stomach and I can feel this feeling in my, it's like butterflies and, you know, and, this, and I was like, that's God. They were, mm -hmm. I, I, I can almost 100% guarantee that that man singing was a Christian and there was something coming out of him that just blew them all away. And they were all describing yeah. the actual physical um <laughs> response so sometimes I know it's for me and I, I'm it's, it's actually a physical response to God mm. it's a feeling it's a goosebumps it's a, an excitement mm, you yeah. know that we actually experiencing God's voice that's all right that's yeah. all right and and how um I love what you said that that oh, I because I had a yeah anyway that I love what you said <laughs> that it's <laughs> um if we stop trying to pursue the um, actual act of hearing anything and instead start focusing on the foundational truths of who God is so stripping everything back to actually who is he um, what would 
you know, what are some of those key building blocks for you? You know, that, that are those foundations that's like, well, whether or not I think I can hear him, here's what I know to be true. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so foundationally, my God is good. Mm. He's a good, good father. Now, that wasn't what I was taught growing up, but what I have come to learn is that he is good. Mm. And he is good in every way. And he is always working everything out for my good. So if I stay in that place of believing in his goodness and who he is, his identity, in being a good, good father, then I start to position myself in love so that I can receive love and give love. So I'm hearing from goodness, Mm -hmm. not hearing from anger or hearing from fear or hearing from any of the negative spirits that would tell you otherwise about who he is. I start on the basis that he's good. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's something we can actually really, um, I find we can actually, um, I wouldn't say the word test in ourselves, but maybe examine our hearts a little bit about that. I remember when um, that song first came out, The Goodness of God. Um, I don't, can't remember yeah. who sings it, but it's a beautiful song, right? And um, in all my life, you have been faithful. Well, if you're not believing that, those lyrics are like, tar on your tongue to mm. actually get them out and um I think when I that song came out there was rough patch I was going through and I thought it was really hard for me to sing it but the more I did it the more I was like no you are good God I know that in my heart it has to come out of my mouth mm, but so um good, Zoe. and I would sing all my life you have been faithful yeah. I'm not looking at what might have happened or what did happen in my life, what didn't go the way I expected it to go, the way I was treated, that was maybe not something I deserved, but God, all my life, you have been faithful. Mm. And all my life, you've been so, so good. Mm. Yeah. And so, wow. Yeah, it comes from that, that deep place of knowing. Mm. It's so yeah. good. So good. And like you said, Zoe, it's not and Kerry, and I know that part of your testimony will we'd love you to share some of that with us with how this is kind of all, you know, where this journey's kicked off for you. But um I was just gonna say that I think like what you're saying, Zoe, as well with that song, that um, oh, that one really does shake, you know, it really grates on the inside of your soul, doesn't it? And how we can, you know. I, I feel like there are two things you can either force the words and be like a stubborn mule <laughs> bull really like just charging forward like well I refuse to believe anything different and then not actually acknowledging the fact that you don't feel that but you know feeling like well I can't question that because I have to believe God is good and just mowing ahead with it or we can be like oh god this is really hard to actually say that I believe that all of my life you've been good and faithful to me and um and um actually stopping and being like well why do I what moments were were they that I felt like that and where where actually were you in those moments Mm -hmm. and I know that um part of your testimony I'll hand it to you Kerri-Ann but Mm -hmm. I know there's probably been some moments like that 
Oh, absolutely. And I just love the way that you're describing that out now because I love to um, walk people through what it looks like to recognize when those difficult things come up. Like, uh, you know, I, you know, if you have those moments where you struggle going, God, I don't know if you are actually that faithful. Um, I'm hearing it, I read it, but I don't actually know how I believe that because it doesn't feel that way for me. And so for my personal journey, um, I've been through two divorces. I've had best friends leave me and reject me. Um, my family um, unit, uh, extended family has been shattered and broken. Um, I've had a lot of loss in my life. And yet I come out here at the other side going, I can tell you all the victory that I've had. My first divorce, the victory that was in that for me, because it set me free from so much of the noise and the anguish and the depression and the overwhelm and the things that wanted to hold me down and keep me back. And so my journey looked like growing up in church, walking away from church, and then God setting me up on the front lawn of a friend's place where she shared, oh, I'm having these encounters with angels and demons and, and Jesus and stuff, and I don't know what to do with it all. And she had, we weren't friends for very long, but there was a safe space that was created and she shared that with me and my insides whoa are you serious <laughs> are you telling me everything that I learned growing up and isn't a fairy tale it's actually real and I had to know more I had to experience this mm. God and this spirit realm and see Jesus and know Holy Spirit so I went after it I went after it but in the process of going after it my world fell to pieces mm. it really felt like that at the time it fell to pieces so I could quite easily go into any of those memories in the past and just tell you, God's not faithful. My husband has let me, left me. My best friend has rejected me. My family has fallen apart. I have no money in the bank. I don't know how to raise my kids. I have child support services interviewing me to check if I'm a valid mum or not, or if they should take my kids off me. Like, multiple multiple not fun experiences mm. so every reason to believe that God isn't good that I don't hear his voice and that he has want to ha have nothing to do with me and that he isn't faithful but God mm. but see in all this was God because I'd started with that become aware of who he is mm. build a relationship and accept the invitation so I did this it became a regular thing in my life all the time every day reset aware relationship invitation right what are you inviting me into and so every time then that I had all these experiences that came against me and that would cause me to doubt and have disbelief and fear and anxiety it was then an opportunity to come to the father and find out what was going on so fear was huge anxiety was massive overwhelmed he was there every day I have memories of moments of waking up as a single mom still going through divorce proceedings and fighting for custody of my kids waking up in the morning and I could tell you exactly which evil demonic spirits were sitting on my bed around me ready to talk to me the minute I came into consciousness and opened my eyes because they didn't want me to discover what God had for me. They didn't want so, me to know the truth. They didn't want me to come into the fullness of my identity and the hope of my calling. They didn't want any of that to happen. They were quite happy with me when I was inactive. They were more than happy with me totally rejecting the church and, and not coming close to God. The minute I started coming close, they had a problem. She might discover the truth and that truth will set her free. And we do not want her to do that. 
So what did God do? Here, I want to take you into some scripture. I want you to think about in Judges, we have this amazing story about Gideon. Gideon, who's hiding in a wine press, who's mm-hmm. fearful that the Midianites are going to come and steal everything. He is threshing wheat in a wine press. Wine presses are for wine, not wheat. He's in the wrong place doing the wrong thing. <laughs> totally wow, not yeah. where he's meant to be. He's meant to be making new wine in that place but he was threshing wheat in fear and so here is God who comes and says look you are really brave and you can take out these Midianites and I can show you how and Gideon fights him every step of the way every step of the way but when you get to verse 9 of chapter 7 I'm just going to read a little bit of scripture because I want to give Mm. you a bit of context for what I want to show share here it happened on the same night that the Lord said to him arise go down against the camp for I have delivered it into your hand. But it says in verse 10, there's a but. This is God speaking. But if you are afraid to go down, go down to the camp with Pura, your servant, and you shall hear what they say. And afterward, your hands shall be strengthened to go down against the camp. Now, you've got to understand this camp, the, the Midianites and the, uh, I can never say all the ites, people's names, but the Amal- Amalekites or whatever it is, all of these guys were so numerous that it says that they were like locusts in the valley. And here Gideon goes down and um, he hears, he, he, obviously he's scared. So he takes the but option and goes down into the camp and um, he hears a man say, telling a companion about a dream. I had a dream. To my surprise, a loaf of barley bread tumbled into the camp of Midian. It came to a tent, struck it, so it fell over and overturned, and then the tent collapsed. So here in the enemy camp, they're discerning a dream. They're busy breaking <laughs> down the dream. This seems like so odd, right? They're having a dream, and they're actually looking, what's the meaning of the dream? And the companion said, this is nothing else but the sword of Gideon, the son of Joash, a man of Israel. Into his hand, God has delivered Midian and the whole camp. Can I tell you that God will take you to strange places to discover the truth? (laughs) And he took me into the enemy camp so that I would discover the truth. I know the language of the enemy. I can tell you how fear speaks, how anxiety speaks, how hopelessness speaks, how despair speaks, because I've experienced all of them in the enemy camp. And see, what did God promise? If Gideon went down to the camp and heard what they had to say, he would come back with strengthened hands. I tell you today, I have strengthened hands because I've heard what the enemy is saying. And I can tell you that when you flip that script over and rewrite the narrative, the truth is we win. We've won. We don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be scared. Those feelings are valid. Don't hear me wrong. Those feelings are valid, but it's what we do with them. They are like a red flag. So you can go, I feel scared, Lord. And then you go, why do I feel scared, Lord? What am I hearing right now? So can you hear these questions I'm asking? What am I feeling? I feel scared. Why do I feel scared? Because I don't think I'm going to have enough money to pay the bills this week. Okay. What spirit is that speaking? That's a spirit of poverty and lack because God says he will always provide because he's our provider. So I've just determined that there's a spirit of lack talking to me. He's telling me that I won't have enough money to feed my kids and that's making me feel scared. 
what would God say? Let's flip it over. God says that he is my <laughs> provider. So do I need to be scared? No, I don't. I sit in the place of peace and assurance and confidence in the goodness of my God. And I therefore have flipped the script and rewritten the narrative. So now I speak from the new narrative. My God provides for me. Hey, devil, did you know my God <laughs> provides for me? You don't need to be talking to me right now. I choose not to listen to you. You are no longer a familiar spirit who has a voice in my ear. I choose to call you unfamiliar mm -hmm. and send you back to where you came from. And I choose to listen to my God instead. Oh, so good, Kirian. Sorry, didn't mean to yeah. cut you off there. No, that's okay. So I was just going to say that has been the fruit of my journey. I stopped threshing wheat in the wine press and I started crushing grapes and making new wine with the Lord. And the new wine looks like flip scripts, rewritten narratives with the truth. The truth sets you free. The more you get the truth into you and spoken out of your mouth, the more freedom you're walking. Come on. Oh man, if you if you could see Kirian right now, she's in a beautiful white t-shirt and Kirian's an artist as well. And she's got some of her own art hanging on her wall behind her, which is nice, beautiful white walls. And it's this blue, like what what's what's the type of art called, Kirian? This is prophetic paint pores. Prophetic paint pores. So it's like these blue and white um amalgamations <laughs> and they just literally are just pouring out the freedom that you're talking about that you have um I wanted to just say that your story I know is going to break things for so many people that are listening to this so thank you so much for sharing and for sharing everywhere that you go um you mentioned about you know, you had to recognize that familiar spirit and feel one of them was that poverty spirit there. Mm -hmm. And I just had this thought that what's the thing about a, something familiar? It's familiar. It's that whole mm -hmm. thing, you know, that um, you, my normal is my normal. I don't know that it's not normal until someone else doesn't have that as their normal. <laughs> yeah. For me, it's normal to have a really big Christmas every year and have, you know, I just thought that in my head, that's what I've been brought up with. That's just what families do at Christmas. Mum goes crazy over it, but that's not um, everybody's normal. And you don't realize that until you do. And I think it's the same with these familiar spirits, these familiar lives that are coming at us that actually we don't even realize because they're so familiar that it actually takes us stopping and um, it takes God's prompting and it takes self-awareness doesn't it and tying them in together um mm. to say well hang on a second mm. so good yeah well I was just I was thinking the same thing Jenna and I love that and for you guys who are listening um Kerry Ann's book is called Hearing God in the Noise and we're going to have mm. all the links for you um and so um and all the links to all the beautiful ministry that Kerry Ann does in the bio so make sure you get all of those links and follow her and find her and the incredible work that she does. But I think what was so great about that, Jenna, something mm -hmm. came on for me was that um, you didn't wait for those voices to, to be silent, to stop believing in God. So like good. I think sometimes we wait, okay, when they stop then, but you heard them in the noise. You had to make it so an active thing. Like we actually can't wait for everything just to be silent and have that perfect time and perfect space. 
I don't know if that's resonating with you and I don't know if that's resonating with you guys listening right now but like really want to speak to your heart you know there's actually nothing wrong with you like you are just a normal person out there just an ordinary girl or guy just like us over here and um that's part of why we love doing what we do because we've learned and we're learning we're learning (laughs) we're learning that um we can't wait for that moment when everything's just going to go quiet and we can make it perfect. Mm. We actually have to take a stand for Jesus in our heart and in our life and, and flip the script as Kiri-Ann would say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thoughts on that? Uh, absolutely. We do. Um, and yes, the noise didn't stop. It wasn't going to go away. Uh, if anything, it was more evidence of what God was growing up in me. So the more I spent more time with the Lord, the more I listened to podcasts and sermons, the more I got into the word, the more I overcame, the more the noise was there. But that wasn't a bad thing. That was just like, oh, I'm winning. I'm on the right track. Oh, yay. Hashtag me. I'm blessed. Um, look, <laughs> it was like it became a point of celebration rather than a downer. And so it's all a perspective shift, you know, like we've got to not see the noise as a negative. We've got to see it for a benefit. It's a, it's a benefit unto us. We can step into that place. We can receive the noise. It actually can be a reverse prophecy into our life of the very thing that God is doing, what we're stewarding, what we're learning, what is growing inside of us. So when you take those words and you flip them around and you start speaking them out, can I tell you the the magnitude and the multitude of blessings that comes from that? Because I learned how to do that and verbally process it out loud in around my kids. Do you know how strong my kids are right now? That when the enemy comes, they are so well equipped that they just are not phased by it. It doesn't impact them like it impacted me. And so the turning around and the blessings and the generational flow that comes from this is so worth it. So worth it. I would not change my journey because I see the blessings in my kids now. And I see how well equipped they are now. It's like Jehovah Sneaky did this whole teach and train thing with the mama and got her to process out loud. And then at the same time, the kids left. And I didn't even have to try. I was just trying to figure it out for myself. And I figured it out with the Lord and it turned out my kids figured it out with me. So now they're at their young age, teenagers, and they're wise and they see and they discern and they recognize the voice of the enemy well before he turns up. They pick it up and they give me the heads up sometimes before I'm even conscious of what's going on. There is blessing in this, which is why you'll hear me say, and I wrote in my book, this is for our legacy. Our legacy needs us to step up to the plate, to recognize the noise, use it for our benefit, to flip it all around and overcome because we're overcomers. And we're meant to mold minds because those of us who come under such great attack in our minds have influence in that sphere. We have great influence because when our minds are free, we think thoughts that the world needs to know now. They need to know it now. Yeah. So, so good, Kerri-Ann. And like you said just now, noise can be a reverse prophecy into our lives. And I think that just ties in beautifully with your last statement there, that Mm. the things that we're thinking about or the things that are going on for us are things that we likely have influence in. And that actually, 
you know, we're never the only one facing something. And so how about looking at it as time to reverse the script, flip the script. Noise can be a reverse prophecy into our lives. I really love that. And I just encourage you at home. I'm going to ask Kerry Ann to pray, um, if you don't mind, over people listening. I just really feel to do this. Um, And maybe if you're at home and you just spend some time at some point, try and do it today. We always put things off, but um, try and do it today. And um, to think about where are the areas there's noise at the moment and what could God actually be saying there to you? What could he actually be saying? You have influence in this area. Um, I want to flip some scripts here and I want to reverse this prophecy over you. <laughs> do you mind, do you mind praying? Oh, I'd love to. I'd love to. I'd love to. All right. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you for your presence. I thank you for your beauty. I thank you for your passion for each and every person that is listening to this podcast. I thank you that we've had this opportunity to share about your goodness and how you love to empower us. Lord, as these beautiful people get the opportunity to go down into the enemy camp and hear what the enemy is saying, Lord, I thank you that you are going to show them the reverse. You are going to show them the truth. You're going to speak into their identity and their hope that they carry because, Lord, they are mind molders for this time, this era, this moment in history. And so, Lord, I pray, Lord, if there is whatever voice is speaking to them, Lord, show it to them. Let them be able to identify it. Give it a name, Lord. We want to identify these familiar spirits. So, Lord, give it a name and show them, Lord, what the truth is and how to silence that voice with the truth that you speak into their lives. Lord, I thank you that you are setting these captives free, that you are unlocking prison cells and there is a greater measure of freedom available for each and every person today. It's not for in the future, it's today. And so, Lord, we release freedom now in Jesus' name. Lord, let your fire fall. Let your fire fall, Lord, and bless these people with your love. We pray for an abundance of revelation, hope, and wisdom to come now in Jesus' name. And we bless your beloved. Thank you, Father. Amen. 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 Thank you. Beautiful friend. I'm going to go back and listen to this myself (laughs) and listen and sit in that prayer. It's so, so powerful. And we just really bless you back. We really just bless everything you're doing. Kerry Ann has got um, her, this incredible book of hers, Hearing God and the Noise. You can get it on Amazon, I believe, and we'll put yes. all the details on here. But she's also on Instagram, Facebook, has a website. We're going to put it all there. And do you know what? This is so funny. Zoe and I laugh about this because um, a, a month or so ago, you'll know we interviewed Charity Kayumbe and out of nowhere it just just so happened that within the next few days she had an online a free online course on the exact topic we were talking about with starting and um if you're listening at home you'll find this funny um Kerri-Anne let us know we'd booked in the time to talk tonight and um Kerri-Anne let us know that um next week which will be around about the same time we're going to put that up there but um you're also starting a new course as well, um, a challenge, a five-day challenge. Is that right? That's right. Yep, the Beyond Impossible Challenge. So if you feel like you have impossibilities surrounding you and you can't break through, I'm going to show you how to go beyond them. 
we're going to walk over the top of them and go to the other side because God has so much more. There's limitless possibilities in the kingdom, in, in the Father, and I want to show you how to get them. Oh, come yeah, on. Boy. And um, it's really cheap as well. I think I yep. thought, is it 27 US dollars? Yep, that's it. Yeah, $27 for the five days. So good. So um, we encourage you to go and have a look. You've got written here, the Lord has a heart for adventure. He's extremely comfortable with mystery and the unknown. And he is so good to invite us to join him. (laughs) You've got that about the challenge. And so sounds like a whole lot of fun. Brilliant. What a great way. Mm. What a great way to, um, I mean, I know we're not near the end of the year, but come on, you know, the best days are still ahead of you. You know, we're not, we're not at the end of the year and this is time even right now in your season that God can break through and that your year can end up better than it started, that it can just be something incredible that you can just continue to grow from. And so we just want to bless you, Kerri-Ann. We look forward to chatting with you more. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, and we just, um, yeah, we just bless everything that you're doing and have an amazing week.